0: That
1: Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity.
0: Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Ramirez. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. You can find more podcasts, more resources, and contact us by going to ThatSoberGuy.com. Just be sure to follow us on road. Instagram at That Sober Guy Podcast. All the links from today's show will be in the show notes. You. Glad to be here with you today. Thank you for supporting the show and continuing to tune in. I put out down. a request for questions from all of you, and man, you didn't disappoint. So a big thank you to everyone who commented on Instagram uh, and our Sober Guy Locals Men's Group, and uh, for those of you who DM'd me as well, some great questions. Really hoping that uh, we can converse. That. I got the Jess here with me today. What's up, Jess? Hey. How are you? Hello.
1: Hey. Hello. Hello? Hello? <laughs> testing? Testing? I feel like I can't.
0: We need to tune, turn you up a little bit, or are you yeah, okay, there? Yeah, maybe. okay there?
1: Yeah, Okay, there you go. Hello. Oh. Okay. There she is. Yeah, excited to be here. Looking forward to the questions. I decided I'm going rogue. He asked if I wanted to hear the questions before. I'm like, no, just shoot them, shoot them straight. <laughs> shoot them at me not that they're for me but just you know let's just uh let's see I do want to
0: go over a couple of them real quick just to give folks a little preview of what we're going to cover before Mm, we before we kind of dive in but um one thing I do want to say is of course Jess and I do not have all the answers we're not here to fix every problem and uh nor try to do that um but we figure that starting these kind of conversations around some of the questions that you guys are, um, asking out there, it's not just for you. They apply to us. They apply to so many different people out there. And so the hope is today that we can say something that maybe helps you understand a little bit or trigger something to put you on a different path or a new, you know, sparks a new thought, um, something to help, something to be uh, of service for with some of these questions. So, that's our aim today. That's, that's the goal. And hopefully, of course, we want to try to have a little fun. I'm sure we'll, uh, be trying our best to do that as well. But, um, let's go over a couple of these questions. I just want to go down the list and, uh, the first one, how can someone support a sober friend aside from not drinking around them? Great question. I mean, all these questions are great. Um, how do you support someone who's newly sober? Um, and then how do you respond when people are pressuring you to drink, another great one. Um, what else? Thoughts on people in recovery community that monetize, so basically make money from 12-step programs from communities, uh, should people profit from recovery or stay altruistic? Great mm. question. Uh, I love this one. What advice would you give to fathers looking to manage the stress of parenting without using alcohol? Um, does Barry Manilow know you raid his wardrobe? great one Jess (laughs) from one of the best movies of all time breakfast club Uh, thoughts on NA drinks or mocktails I love that one because it's uh, a pretty relevant question that I hear often and there's a lot of debate and conversation around that Um, I didn't have any issues stopping I have an issue staying stopped Mm -hmm. another great question Um, what's bridging that gap. So we have a few more um, in addition to those, but those are, those are just a few, probably half of them um, that we're, that we'll try to cover in the next 30, 45 minutes or so. So Jess, where should we start anything before uh, we jump in or what?
1: Nope. Just, you know, always happy to be here mm-hmm. and I just, yeah, let's, how are you by question. the way? I am well,
0: thanks for encouraging me to take another shot at it. I didn't want to record this. a <sighs> minute ago.
1: Well, we've been trying to record this particular podcast for probably like the About last week. week. And we're like, okay, let's do it after this. and Let's do it after that. Okay, we'll do it after dinner. We'll do it after pursuit. We'll do it after... Yeah. And then li- we just can't. It's just tired. Something seems pretty- to come
0: up or it gets too late or there's some- the schedule changes. So yes, it's good. Well, it's to- just
1: at the end of the day, I'm just tired. <laughs> just freaking tired (laughs) like sports are revving up you know um different things are happening that are starting to occupy our time and then we're busy and then it's just like whoa
0: this is the busy season usually the holidays even though it's the holidays they're like crazy for a holiday sense there's but we don't have a whole lot on the schedule like extra stuff and then now like spring or end of winter spring is like when it is definitely busy sports and sports. I remember last year was just like crazy. Yeah, I was coaching both teams last year. Coaching both managing teams, and coaching.
1: The cash was playing two sports or something. I was in the fall. I oh, that think. was a fall. Yeah, yeah.
0: Nobody cares. I don't know. Nobody I cares, know, guys. It
1: was crazy, <laughs> and it's crazy now. And so, yes, tired. But here we are. Yes, making it happen.
0: So, what's the point for that? So, why would somebody want to hear what we just talked about? Let me try to make sense of this. So. I guess what we're saying is, is that even when you're busy, even when you have all these things to do, which I I actually think that's in one of the questions towards the bottom half of these questions. So we'll, we'll go over it a little more because I do, I think it's a great one. Like there's always time. You can always make time to be of service. I think to do extracurricular stuff, to do your hobbies, to go to the gym, whatever it is, but you literally have to make time and it's not always easy. Like sometimes you just don't want to do it.
1: I think too, being of service though. Well, maybe not, but you know, I enjoy doing this. I think you do too. I enjoy serving and helping others. Like that's what makes me come alive. Like I really love that. So it doesn't always feel like, oh, I have to do this. You know, it's just like finding the time to do it is difficult, but it's, you know, that's kind of and that's what it says like with a cheerful heart you know serving with a cheerful heart once it becomes like ugh, yeah like a task like we have to or else you know i don't know what's gonna happen but like once it becomes like that then it's no fun and then it's like what, why am i actually really doing this though is this actually serving the way that it should be serving you know where it's cheerful and fun and exciting and and happy and it's actually benefiting other people or am i can people tell that like i'm like tired and over it and You know, I've always said attitude is crappy.
0: The moment that it stops being fun or like I enjoy to do it, I'm not going to do it anymore.
1: And I think you've done that a few times where you have stopped. You know, and maybe your listeners are aware of that. Is where they, you know, like you've stopped for a couple months or something. You're like, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm done with it. I'm done with it all.
0: (laughs) We have to live life sometimes too, and it's just it's a lot. And.
1: But you know, know, God know. keeps bringing you back to. I know. I don't the know podcast. why. Well, because it's <laughs> Like, really. It's like, I, be- I believe that it's a call on your life, and it's just something that you are supposed to be doing. And you know, God didn't save you and make you and get you sober and do what He did in your life just for you to just live that life. You know, totally. He wants you to. I do agree with that? You know, shout it from the rooftops and let people know that you know they too can live a life of freedom from alcohol and drug addiction and whatever else it is so i think that yeah there does come a time you know in everybody's service where you're like i need a break (laughs) you know and so you do and then but but because it's such a hard work and it's such a like it's built in you 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 uh, there's no denying it you just get back to it yeah You're like,
0: oh, when okay. I do feel the need to, like when I said in the beginning of the podcast, it's like we don't have all the answers. Like I never want to sit up here and be like, ask me a question, and I'm going to answer it and give you all the advice, and like that's like the last thing that I want to do or try to do.
1: I really don't think that anyone thinks that you're like that. Well, why do I feel yourself. like I? I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, why do I
0: have to feel like I have to say that? Then
1: I really only think you're it's the only my one. My brain that, is yeah. I think that
0: very judgmental and like <laughs> hard on itself. Your brain
1: is hard on itself. <laughs> My brain. Hard headed. <laughs> a little bit yeah, hard. headed No, I don't think it's a hard head. I think I just, I just think that, you know, you, you, I, because I truly think that it's something that God has called on you and you do. don't want to, like, it's not that you don't want to do it, but it's like, you're like, I don't have all the answers. And God's like, yes, I know that, but I'm going to use you, you know? And so that's what he does. And so, or for anyone listening, like if you do have a gift or a talent or something that God is trying to use, you through that gift or talent then you would allow that you know because it's not about you it's about you know god reaching people through you
0: well that so i'm glad you said that because that's the only way to step into what god has for you and i i feel personally like i've experienced that i'm continuing to experience it when i frame it up like it's not about me so you could use that in any context too like say you're gonna go speak in front of people or say you are coaching and you're going to, or you're going to write a book, whatever it is that you're going to do. You're going to talk to people. You're going to encourage people. You're going to pray over people. Like the moment that we make it about ourselves, Mm -hmm. we get nervous, we get anxious, we become insecure, you know, go down the list of things. Mm -hmm. And then the moment that we realize that it has absolutely nothing to do with us and we submit to God and we understand that it's not about us. And it, there's something that, Switches. There's something that changes.
1: Well, I think too, that anxiety, fear, you know, second guessing, all of that, that's all fear, right? So that's not from God. And so as soon as we let that get in the way, then yes, you're right. God cannot speak or, you know, move or whatever, because we're like blocking it, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Well, that's, you don't, you're not supposed to, you know? And um, yeah, Shane's right. The second that you let that all inhibitions you know out the window then you are allowing god you know and and that's the thing about it like you know just move through me lord like what do you have to say to this person or what why do you want me to start this podcast or why do you want me to read or to write this book or why do you want me to have a child or why you know i mean like there's so much and yeah as soon as we let god work through it through us it starts to make sense and it's Way easier
0: Let God work That was another th- I got a lot of three Three word I don't know Let God work Just show up Three word phrases
1: What is the meaning Of number three?
0: Three It's Babe Ruth's number I know that
1: Baby Ruth? <laughs>
0: Ch- chunk? No wait That was uh, or, That was Chunk But uh, what was his name? Sloth, he was the sloth uh, guy Goonies
1: Was it sloth? I think that was his name. Was it?
0: Maybe. I think he had a different name. That's a great movie.
1: Meaning of number three. Anywho.
0: Anywho. All right. Let's jump into some of these questions. This is
1: right up our alley here. The number three has always held powerful symbolism. Think about good things coming in threes. The birth, life, death cycle. The mind, body, soul connection.
0: Father, son, Holy Spirit.
1: Wow, the three acts of typical story, wherever the number three shows up in your life, it's generally um, creativity, what, communication, optimism, and curiosity. Well, that's pretty cool. Mm. Pretty cool.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. You're all about connecting those dots. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You're very well, good at it.
1: Because it's a whole thing, you know? It's a
0: whole new thing.
1: It doesn't... Things don't just happen. It's not like, oh, So you don't believe
0: in coincidences, in other words. No,
1: absolutely not. I believe in a path and that, you know, the closer that you... Or, yeah, like, things like that. Like, oh, what does that mean? You know, why does number three keep showing up? Why is, you know, um, why do I keep thinking about this thing or that person or whatever... I think it's important to you know dig a little deeper into what it is and uh you know google can be your best friend because you get to find out all things
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes too much it's
1: a little easier
0: don't don't use it when you're sick or when you have oh an gosh. ailment yeah
1: webmd or something <laughs> it's <laughs> why like the worst I, why yeah. is my body itching you Why will die. I have a rash. You're going to die. <laughs> you probably have cancer.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> First question from our friend Aaron, actually. So, Aaron, thank you for this question. It's a great one to kick it off with. Aaron. How can someone best support a sober friend aside from not drinking around them? How can someone support a sober friend aside from not drinking around them? So... Listening. And so, yeah, listening, not judging, um, trying to understand. And a lot of the time you just don't understand, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, listening to podcasts like this where you can like hear like the mind of an alcoholic or an addict and, you know, understand more about what addiction is. I think that in my walk with Shane, that's kind of been the case, you know, where it's like like I never knew about addiction or recovery or anything. And as, you know, watching and walking along with Shane, it's been pretty, you know, eye-opening. Like, wow, this is a real struggle. Like, this is this is really crappy, you know, <laughs> like for the addict or whoever's in recovery. And so I've found that, you know, just kind of understanding a little bit more and having that grace and listening
0: Yeah, being supportive.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, maybe even like offering like, hey, let's go do this thing. You know, something new in um, something neither one of you have ever done, right? So you're trying something new together. You know, silly thing. I don't know. Miniature golf. Yeah, right. It's a great time. Yeah, miniature golf. I don't know why axe throwing came to mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's usually, is there? No, no. Actually, the one in Davis, there's no alcohol involved, which is one of the things I liked about it. Because oh. most of those places, yeah, they go true, somewhere, it's actually. like, well, let's go throw oh. darts, but it's really an excuse to just drink. So, true. axe throwing, there was only soda served there. And I don't know if that was because maybe they have a liquor license pending. I'm not really sure. Or I've maybe never there's been.
1: people with sharp axes throwing that's things. That's what I'm hoping for. No. That's what I'm
0: hoping is the answer, like, that it could be dangerous. I mean, can you imagine though? Hey, guys, let's
1: get, you know, hammered yeah. and go
0: throw some axes. Probably not a great idea. Yeah. So there's something you can do sober.
1: Yeah. I just think, I, I think actually the more we talk about it, it's a good idea is like going and trying something new together, you know, because this friend of yours yeah. is already venturing out into a completely new world uh, that they're not familiar with. And so if you can, but in, and, you know, obviously you don't know about either. And so maybe if you guys were to venture into something together that's new, um, you can both, you know, have that experience of trying something new and relating, you know, on Well, that. if you
0: think about it too, because that, and that's a great idea. And what, it, what you're really doing is you're actually building a whole new friendship and relationship in a different part or context of life too. So you're kind of totally. starting over um, by totally. starting to do one of those things. So, and you might find something that, you both like to do, or one or the other likes to do maybe a little more than the other, but still it's about spending time together, hanging out. And then you start building this new thing around something else you know that's exactly
1: what happened with shane's yeah recovery you know i picked him up from rehab and i was like uh <laughs> who are you and then he was like uh, i don't know and then we tried to like have this day at the beach and we were like yeah let's just go home because and i bought this some is wranglers really awkward yeah, and we was. like didn't know each other it was it was it was hard in the beginning but we found that oh we actually like going to dinner and having conversations without alcohol involved and you know, the conversations were more fruitful and like purposeful and things like that. So you probably find that um, you have a whole new friend, a whole new friendship. Yeah.
0: It's kind of exciting too. You know, it, it's something it new, something different. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, trying new things, um, communicating, talking, listening, I, I, even asking questions. How are you doing today? Like how's, you know, how's things going? Just checking in.
1: Yeah. Um, what would you have liked, you know, from a friend of yours? Like what is, Something that your friends did or I, what you wish they would have done?
0: Um, I'm not, I don't know. I might have to think about that one. But the first thing that comes to mind is just like not making, like not making it weird, you know, which yeah, is hard, which is hard for, I because it, it's strange for people sometimes, you know, and I get it. Um, But just, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be weird. Although I don't know that there's any way around that. What at the same would be, time. be
1: weird for you?
0: Um, I don't know. It was more just like a feeling, and and maybe it could be some of it could have been some of my own insecurities too. Like people were judging me. What are they thinking? You know. And so I think what, what there's what, nothing
1: they can do about that. <laughs> I know.
0: Well, so maybe so maybe this the, the a thought to that is like I would want somebody to be really. Up front with me and just talk to me and just like and communicate so communication mm-hmm. that would probably be mm-hmm. it when I think about
1: yeah, it yeah don't like pretend like you're not yeah, yeah like I don't, like, know don't what to say don't be afraid to
0: ask questions yeah. like because we're just like we we don't know either yeah. the, the the person who's like trying to stay sober you, don't have like, a,
1: you know disease. I want you to ask
0: me like dude how's it going like how like is it has it been hard like what are you yeah. doing to like stay you know not not going back to where you were before. Like,
1: I think that was the main reason you wanted to start this podcast in the beginning anyway. I remember you saying that yeah, it was, you were actually, like, wow, I true. everywhere I go, people knew that I went to rehab and then they're like, oh, how are you? You know, and like <laughs> nobody knew what to say to you and you were like, dude, I'm just tired of it. Like, I'm tired of like being like that recovery is a taboo subject. No one can talk about it. This is before any podcast came out about recovery There's or anything. Couple. But like it was all but it wasn't Like not secret like it, is now, no it was way. like be You know um. <laughs> <laughs> Wait hold that on that hold on What did you just say <laughs> <laughs> I can't Anonymity never, I, I could never Anonymity Say that word but anyway, yeah. it was all about that. And so Shane was like, dude, no, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to talk about recovery and I'm going to be open about it and I'm going to talk about rehab and I'm going to talk about blah, blah, blah. So here we are.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Great question, Aaron. Thank you. Hope that answered some of it too. I At know, least gave you some just, ideas. We probably just went
1: all the way around. And that's
0: it. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. <laughs> Bye-bye. No, just kidding. <laughs> all right. Next one is from Odie Green. What's up, Odie? Man, you've been following for the show for a long time man appreciate it um he just said 3 years 6 months for me thank you nice three yeah so just recently celebrated 3 months so congrats on that bro 3 months
1: or 3 I mean years. Th- I'm
0: sorry 3 years 6 months um which is awesome and it's those milestones are huge like don't ever undermine them I mean, and even if anyone's listening it's got like 30 days or you have a you know 3 months or 6 months like those those marks are so important because their goals set and they allow you to continue to move forward and you can do that with with anything really you can do that with exercise with trying to better your health your overall health Mm -hmm. whether it's your eating habits or your i mean go down the list of things trying to not drink um setting those milestones and then celebrating them you know on those days when you meet them is huge. So I actually responded back to Odie though because he didn't necessarily ask a question. He just, just you know, um, wanted to share the three years and six months, which I, which I think is awesome. But I asked him like, what would you say a couple of things are that have helped you most during those three and a half years that you would share with someone who's new to sobriety? And here's what, here's what he said. Um, he said, stay connected to people who care about you. If you're upset about something. Call and tell someone, even if it's a small thing that is bothering you.
1: That's really good.
0: Use your phone contact list. Like, who do you trust? Who can you call any time? Be open-minded. Drive yourself to things so that you can leave if you need to or if you want to. Mm. Another good one. And then, I love this one. Listen to That Sober Guy podcast. Thank you. (laughs) There you go. But, I mean, all those tips are, like, really great, classic, like I real like fundamental simple things that yeah. you can do to set yourself up so you have like I guess we'll just call it a toolbox with some tools in it and mm-hmm. you know you're not going to go frame out a house and grab your wire strippers to do that if you're building a house you know you need right. the right tool for the right situation and all of these ones are are great so
1: And they might sound like really easy, where you're like, uh, yeah, Yeah. okay, a call list to call people, like, or drive yourself to an event. They might sound really easy, but when you're in the mix of it all, and you're like, you know, it's just, I can't relate with alcohol, but I can relate in other ways, and. you know, maybe like addiction, uh, not addiction, but um, uh, depression, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Do you want to call somebody when you're really depressed? Yeah. That's like the last thing you want to right,
1: do. <laughs> right. And I imagine that like um, someone struggling with alcohol doesn't want to call someone and say, Hey, I have this drink sitting right in front of me. I'm yeah. about to drink it, but I don't want to, you know, because yeah. fully your human fleshy self does want to drink it. Right. So you want, you don't want to, you know, call, call somebody that's going to tell you not to drink it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's hard that's really hard to do but when you do it I think that's like the coolest thing totally right like that's that's when you that's when you start seeing breakthrough right
0: well you and you start to uh you start to train yourself on I mean it's just like training in anything you're you're getting reps in in a sense and you're learning how to mm-hmm. how to break that mm-hmm. mental block or that space that you get in or that little pocket that you get in where you're resistant to doing the things that you know you need to do because you can yeah. know what to do and you can know what you need to do all day but doing it like if I didn't have you here today I would not be doing this podcast right I'm now I can tell you that so you need support <laughs> as well
1: well and it's just part of it you the, know the great it's, part about that is that it's not that you know you didn't drink that drink that's number one right where you're like yes did that cool but you know God always shows up in situations like that where when you make the right choice and you decide to go down the right literal right path right there's the one and then there's the other the left and the right you're like and you go down that right path you choose not to drink the drink you call the person whatever happens God always turns that into good, right? There's always something else that comes out of that. It's not just that you didn't drink the drink, but oh, then the friend wanted to meet you for dah, da da, or I don't know, whatever it is, or something comes up in that later on that evening where you're like, whoa, dude, if I was wasted, I never would have experienced this, this very moment or, you know, whatever it is. So just know that it's not just not drinking the drink, but you know, you're, you're taking one step further into experiencing what life really has for you. Yeah.
0: It's good. Odie, thanks so much, man. And congrats again on three and a half years. Appreciate the, uh, the feedback advice. Good stuff, man. Keep it up. All right. Next. So next question, actually two questions from Brittany. So Brittany is the young lady who you talked with.
1: Okay. Hi, Brittany. Through,
0: um, Instagram, I think. Was it right?
1: Yeah. 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 Well, she
0: reached out and then we, you guys connected. So, so good. Um, all right. First question: How can you support someone newly sober? Mm. Which I feel like kind of kind of ties into to the first question, even too. Like a friend who's newly sober. But let's just say it's a family member. It's um, a friend. It's
1: funny. How I, do you do that? Yeah, you go ahead. I have some. I just wrote um, some notes for a new blog entry that I was going oh, nice. to um, do, and I that was one of. That was it. It was...
0: Let's make sure we talk about that too. Because, yeah, you're launching the blog. You have some posts already that are about to come out, which yes. are great. And really yeah. speaking in um, helping spouses, particularly yes. women who have husbands who are in recovery, whatever. We get so many questions about that. And so really proud of you for that. And I, I'm, I can't wait for people to hear it too. Thank read you. It. Yeah.
1: It's been fun. I enjoy it. It's a hard work for sure because I don't mind it. And I really... We, we do come across a lot of women who are struggling with either their spouse or loved one in addiction or in recovery and it's not an easy road and if you don't have support or something somewhere to go to like you know I always like addicts and things people in recovery have that sober guy podcast there's a lot of podcasts and stuff that you know they have that they can go to and listen to or reach out to or something and I don't know that there's a lot I don't know. You know, I don't, I honestly don't know, but I wonder if there's a lot out there for the spouse or. They get you know, overlooked a lot. The loved one. Yeah. And it's really hard. And especially when there's like kids involved and like, you know, life and it's just, it's crazy, but okay. So back to the question. Um, well, so
0: let's just kind of frame this up. I want to put it in the context for this of a spouse. Cause we already kind of addressed like what a friend would need in the first question that Aaron brought in. So let's kind of frame this up as someone's a spouse, because you can speak, directly to that you dealt with this firsthand in me and my problems and how did you deal supporting me your spouse newly sober
1: so these are some things that i came up with so the blog was going to be uh way six ways you can love your loved one as they walk through recovery something like that right i haven't done it yet but i've got these notes and one was acknowledge the struggle struggle of addiction which we went over before right acknowledging that you have um an issue with alcohol and you struggle with that. And yeah. so what does that look like for you? You know, and by acknowledging it, maybe knowledge is more of the answer, right? Like finding out more about like, what is addiction and what does that mean? And what are the traits, you know, and like, what are the, um, what are things that, you know, somebody in recover or someone battling addiction actually will do, you know, uh, because a lot of it, you guys, isn't that they hate you, right. <laughs> when they're just, saying mean things or they're in their addiction um it's more the addiction itself that's speaking right so acknowledge the struggle of addiction um seeking counsel so whether that's godly counsel and you know like a, a church or something like that or it's a counselor um i would highly suggest that you guys get into some kind of counseling marriage counseling you know um that kind of thing shane and i did that we've done it we do it through our whole marriage and it's Huge. Um, and then speaking feelings out loud, um, or letting them, you know, speak about how they're feeling and um in a safe space, of course. And this is all for somebody who is actually in recovery, yeah. right? Um, someone who's healthy, like like um in in recovery, doing the work, going to the meetings, going to their maybe their own counseling, maybe they're, you know, um uh, in, in the church, whatever it is. But you really feel like okay yeah they're putting forth the effort um so when i say speaking feelings out loud you know and letting them speak feelings out loud of course it's not something that's going to be damaging or hurtful to you right it's very much like um sound like hey i'm really feeling like i want to drink right now you know and um you acknowledging that and saying hey okay well so how can i help you you know what what what, what do you need from me like how can i help you um so that's another and then. Know you are, wait, what is this note? Oh, my phone just, okay. Know you are for them and with them through it all. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, hey, I'm here for you. Like whatever you need, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm, we're in this together. I love you. You know, um, I know that when Shane stopped drinking, I stopped drinking for, gosh, what, a year, two years, I don't even know, but a long time because I just felt that, you know. Um, I people, oh, are you sober too? No, I'm I'm not, but I just I choose not to drink, you know, with or around my husband at the time because um, you know, it was just I don't know. It was just a way that I felt that I needed and wanted to support him. But also I felt really good about that. Like I liked being with him without drinking. Our whole first, you know, time years together we were drinking all the time, partying, drinking, drugs, blah, blah, blah. blah. It was crazy, crazy. So I know what that looked like. And so with Shane getting sober and then, you know, him not drinking, it was like, yeah, let's discover what this is about. You know, like why, why am I going to go and, you know, get wasted or drink with him, you know, and he can't, drink. it just wasn't something. Yeah. So um, I think that that was a good way of support, but just, you know, knowing that uh, letting them know that you're there for them through it all. You know i'm here for you i'm not leaving your side i love you you know that kind of thing again if they are in a healthy recovery um And then, you know, don't keep visiting the past hurts, right? So not going backwards, but moving forward. Like, you know, hey, when you were, and and this is again where counseling comes in. Yes, talk about that stuff, but that has to be in a safe place, right? But in an argument or a difficult time, it's like, well, you know, well, when you were drunk, you said this and this, that's not a healthy space for that. Find a healthy space for that. There's no sense in that. It's like, okay, moving forward, right? But then that also goes with feelings out loud. Right. So you can tell that person like, hey, you know, that kind of triggers me when you say such and such, because when you were drinking, you would say that. And that really like, I, I don't love that. And if your person is in a healthy place, then maybe they'll stop and say, hey, you know, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then lastly, this is kind of a just, you know, a different one that I use a lot is you know, like remembering why you first fell in love with this person. So. You know what was it that attracted to you attracted you to this person from the beginning right before like life started happening and alcohol and kids and family and the world and you know money and work and everything else like all the
0: responsibilities of life
1: yeah that just makes everything so heavy and 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 blinds you from like oh like you know you know like when you go on a date or something (laughs) you know with your guy or your your girl whatever with your person, you my girl. you my girl. I know <laughs> what love is. I'm
0: not a smart man, but I know what love is. <laughs> One of the best movies,
1: Jenna. Ever. Okay, so okay. anyway,
0: I'm sorry I ruined your friend's bathrobe. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Sorry.
1: Um. You know when you go on a date like when Shane and I go on a date right even if it's just for like maybe three hours or four hours we're like oh hi there you are oh okay yeah I remember why you know I'm still married to you or <laughs> oh. like it just is it, it's nice so taking time to really like put yourself back into a space of like okay you know like this is why I married this person. And, and then you can see, you know, the the goodness and the the wonderment of this person and, you know, the way, why you love them so much. And, and it's a little bit easier for you to, you know, have grace and, you know, move forward in this recovery together. Because in my, the way that I see it is that this is a recovery together. You know, this isn't something that your spouse should do on, on his or her own. Um, you are in this sickness and health, you know, death do you part so um that's how i kind of see it and um you know whatever that looks like for you but i doubt that it looks like hey we're going to you know uh i don't know this wedding and you're you know two months sober and i'm gonna get wasted but you're my dd right because you don't drink <laughs> yeah. so uh, you like you can give me a ride home and uh i'll be wasted and throwing out throwing up outside the car, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I was just saying like, you know, that's not a loving support. Right. So yeah. you were
0: really good about that. And that kind of rolls into the next question that Brittany sent out too. um, how do you respond when people are pressuring you to drink? I've chose not to drink since my spouse is is not drinking, and oh, I get good. pressured a lot. That's nice. To just, she puts this in quotes, to just have one. So you know, you know how that is. Mm. Oh, just have one. Just, just it's just one glass of wine, just one beer. Um, and so how do you, you know, how do you respond? I I love Brittany how you say respond to. You didn't say react. I want to point that out. It's a big difference. React. My reaction might be screw you. I don't drink. You know, a response is much different. A response is much more. Like, I'm going to take a second. I'm going to pause. I'm going to be ready to respond to that. Not because I'm emotional and, you know, it's... A reaction I, is emotional. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm really taking a second to to think about this. Or I've already thought about it prior to the next situation. And maybe that's why we're talking about this now. For the next time you guys go out somewhere, you go to a wedding or out to dinner or wherever it is, on a date with friends and they pressure you. It's like you have you already know what to say.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you
0: already know um how to address that. So I don't know what's your thoughts on that. I think the, that's on that good.
1: One? I think that's a really important thing is to have an idea of like what you would say before so you go. What would you say
0: if if someone was pressuring you to um, to drink?
1: If somebody was like just have one. Like why not just one? You know, it, I just I wouldn't. I I you know, it's not like I was like I'm not going to drink. I never was like to do
0: I just say I'm good. Like I'm, cool. I don't, I don't, I don't drink, man. Go ahead, feel free. You
1: know. Okay, so drink. what I've always noticed, Brittany, is that like people that pressure you to have alcohol, right? If they're just have one, like usually drunks
0: themselves. Well, they're they're usually they
1: I'm they kidding. need you to Kinda. like, they need you to they need you to. They need you to have that drink. Because it makes them feel better usually. Because it makes them feel more comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not drinking, well, then what does that say about me? Yeah. And because we used to drink together. And so if you're sober, your husband's sober, well, then, well, what does that say about me? And like, we'll just have one. So it makes me feel better you know and so you Brittany just have to remember that you're in this with your husband and you're married to your husband and you know you're going home with your husband that night you're not going home with this friend you're not you know married to your friend or whoever it is it's you know pressuring you to have this drink so you just keep that in mind and Um, And yeah, have something to say like, you know, no, I'm just not in the mood tonight, you know? And then maybe just like walk away or change the subject, you know, or whatever. And you know, honest and sadly- You might lose some friends, you know, you might start realizing that these friends are not really actually the friends that I thought they were. These are our like party friends. And these are the friends that we hung out with only because they were fun to drink with. And um, I'm not really finding that we have a lot in common anymore. And so dang, you know, going to that party or going to uh, the, that, that house you know for the barbecue thing with these people with that particular friend or these pe- particular friends doesn't really sound fun anymore you know yeah. <laughs> it it kind of doesn't feed me the way that I need it to so and that's okay and that's growth that's what happens you know is that um you know you'll have friends come and go people come and go you know God puts people in your life certain times takes them away certain times and um, that's okay and it doesn't mean that you know, you have to be like, oh, you suck. You're a sucky friend. No, it's just, eh, I don't really want to go to that tonight or, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and, and and you know, and that's up to your your friends if they want to, well, how come you're not, you know, and how come you're no, 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 no. That is their own thing. And that is where you draw the boundaries and you just say, hey, bro, that's your deal. Okay. Yeah. That's not, not on, that's not on me. That's you, you need to figure that out yourself.
0: It's not me. It's you it's not you it's me
1: he has a shirt that says that
0: who does (laughs) lucy (laughs) she's funny all right good stuff britney thank you yeah that's i hope some of that helped and uh love to hear back from you too
1: yeah absolutely
0: feel free to reach out um next question
1: next question Uh, please next
0: question jason from the way out podcast what's up jason good to hear from you man Uh, and uh, a little more of a personal question here, and I would love love to uh, share a little bit since you asked. Um, Said, so how's the new place? And now that you've had a little time to settle in into the new home and the new area, which it was a new area when we kind of moved to the new house, but very familiar area being that we've lived here for, you know, quite a while. Um, Our whole lives, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> minus a few years here and there. Moved away a couple times. We're
1: back. Yeah, it's
0: going good. It took a, it took a minute to settle in. I think just moving in general is a lot. Um, it's just a lot of energy and a lot of work. But yeah, love the new hood. Um, got family nearby. Uh, what else? Kind of settled in.
1: The house is great. It's yeah, like the perfect the space house. for the family and the, the age of the kids and stuff right now. that's wonderful you know the neighborhood's great yes we are settled in the kid, you know homeschool sports work you know just living that life when, when
0: and when we say like you know you don't know what god can do like i never would have imagined we would just be so blessed to live in like a just a nice home and just be such a like tight family i guess yeah, it's you pretty I mean, amazing. It's like We have our crap, no doubt, but like, wow, some days I'm just like, how? You know, 10 years ago, we were getting evicted, like oh. straight up, like literally 10 years ago. From I a house about right those. around the corner from us where it, we're living now. It, it is, yeah. We rented the house on Shamrock Court and-
1: We couldn't get our shit together.
0: We got a 60-day notice. I think I shared this on a couple podcasts back, actually. It was either on Trust the Process or You Don't Know Whose You Are, one of those- And I shared a little more of the story about how you were eight months pregnant. I think we got a sixty-day notice because we weren't paying our rent on time. That's that's really what it comes down to. Shane
1: was still in his addiction, right?
0: No, well, I was. So leading up to that, yes, yeah. But when we got the when we got the the notice to move, I was like less than a year. Yeah, I was newly sober. Yeah, we were broke.
1: Way less than a year. Well, yeah, it was. I don't know. It was somewhere in that time
0: frame. Um, but it was chaos. You know, I talked about the stress, like, how do you, and it, it would have been such a great opportunity to go back and drink and be like, screw it all. I'm over it. I'm over it. But I didn't, I stayed plugged in. I stayed going to meetings. I stayed connected. I was very hungry and determined to stay sober because I knew that. There was no like going back to me was like certain death, really. When I think about it now, it was death. I probably would have killed myself or something, like no doubt.
1: Wow. There's a lot of things in the nine years that you've been sober that I think, how in the (laughs) hell Only by God's grace can you get through something like we have or whatever, you know, the things I don't know, the world even, you know, like everything going on in the world. And I'm like, and you're still sober and you still haven't had a drop of alcohol. And it's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. And I know, you know, you could drink tomorrow. Like I get that, but like, um, yeah, it's pretty. And, and I truly believe that it's, it's God's grace. I believe it's this podcast, which was God's, you know, I think gift to you or he's like, Hey, yes. you know, um, that has kept you accountable and, um, busy, you know, in your sobriety and purposeful. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really cool. But, um, but yeah, back to the question. I just, I think that, uh. Uh, you know, we're good. We're we're settled for sure. Settle would be the word, but we are also still dreaming about Huntington. Are we not?
0: <laughs> I mean, how do you not? <laughs> we dream still about
1: dream a dream of beautiful Huntington and the gorgeous, sparkling ocean and the cold sand and the seashell hunting and the surfing and the sunsets and <sighs> yeah. You guys, can I keep, you want me to keep going? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> i probably
0: just cry. <laughs> but I do believe that through all that, the, the 60 day notice, the eviction, the the move, you were pregnant, you know, Kid just the, the constant struggle of fi- like financially, emotionally, you know, there's one thing that I, when I look back is that God was always there yeah. with us, even when I didn't recognize it, even when I didn't know it. Even when I didn't acknowledge it. There's no other explanation for it. Because it doesn't make any sense. You know, and so yes, I love that you pointed out how important this platform is, the podcast. I mean, it was just an idea and not that it's some big grandiose thing, but it's it's something that has really helped me to stay on track and it's it's given me something to stay sober for, I think, when I think about it. Oh yeah. It really has. Like to to share, to get stuff off my chest and be creative. And I, you know, I really love doing this. And then, um, just being able to just be of service and help others and bring awesome people on to help others that, you know, have experienced the same type of stuff. Like that's it.
1: Well, and that's just a testimony of God's love for you. You know, he loves you so much that he knew what it would take to keep you sober or to help you along the way. You know, just like what you said, like, yeah. you know um some talking talking it out whatever and you know god has that love for every one of us and it's just waiting he's just waiting there you know yeah. and yeah. i talk to a lot of women whether you know whatever wherever whatever you know uh hat that i have on at that time you yeah. know the shop hair um church whatever it is i talked to a lot of women and a lot of women whose husbands are and they're caught up in their addiction most of the time, right? Um, not a lot that are in recovery just yet, but a lot of women searching for answers and stuff that are uh, their husbands are in, you know, their addiction and the stories and stuff they share. And it's just like I know that God does that for many reasons, but I one is just to continue to remind me like how far we've come you know, yeah, um, because sure. every story that these women share is just such a, like, it's so like touching to me yeah. um, because I know like exactly how they're feeling. And I know the, the, just the strife and stress and, yeah. oh man, of it all. And even just some, like the abuse and of like the, um the, um, the mental abuse, you know, and the verbal abuse or whatever it is, is just like, man, you know, and, and I'm, it's it just, it really gets me. And I, I, it's just sad. <laughs> you know, I hate yeah. it. I hate it. I hate that. Uh, it's because of alcohol. I hate this because of drugs yeah. and, um, you know, just being kind of on the other side of it at this time, it just, I, my heart goes out to these women. For- I thought
0: about that last night when we did the podcast with uh, Seth and Gary. And we were talking about, I think Seth brought it up. We were talking about how our parents, like, because I, I brought up how our my parents and Seth's parents used to party together. And that's kind of how yeah. we started partying and stealing beers in the fifth right. grade and, like, what, you see. what we saw, you know. And then, I, and then I also pointed out, though, that, like, I didn't want to come across that we were just... Blaming all our parents for everything mm. because they were just doing the best they know how to do. Yeah, they didn't know any didn't better. Know.
1: We didn't know any better.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, and and so I, and I stay true to that. I hundred percent believe that. I've had to do a ton of work because I think that is total victim mentality. If that's all we're gonna do, oh my my mom this, my dad that, mm. my family this. You can't do that. Like everyone's doing the best they can. I understand that. I accept it. Um, I also have boundaries, and I know now like what I'm gonna put my. You know, time and effort energy, and stuff, yeah. energy into. But, and then I was laying in bed, it was either last night or this morning, and I started getting like pissed off a little bit. And, you know, it, because another thing I said was, well, I don't wanna make alcohol be like the the big bad boogeyman. Like it's just alcohol, it's people. You know, we have choices, which I agree with too. But I don't, alcohol does piss me off because I've seen, mm-hmm. I, I've saw it ruin so many of yeah. the people I love's lives. I know and continue to take time from the people I love and their health and their mind and their spirit. And I 100% believe that alcohol is a huge roadblock to spiritual recovery and a spiritual connection with God. Like it's a poison. It's meant to detour us from living out our true purpose. In my opinion, that's why it's legal because the secret is connection with God. Like everyone's looking for the truth. I want the truth. This and including myself, I searched for it for twenty years. Uh The truth. This. The truth. That. Politics. All. I mean. Go down the list of things. Mm -hmm. You know. Questioning God. Digging into God. Mm -hmm. Is the Bible real? I mean. It is. What is Eastern religion? What's better? What works? All of it. None of it. Like alcohol. Completely blocks all of that. No matter what path you're going to take. And Mm -hmm. I just. And I was like, you know what? F alcohol. I started going out like, man, screw. I don't, Mm -hmm. I take that back. I hate alcohol, you know? So I'm kind of caught in between, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, it's not the big bad boogeyman. We have choices, but at the same time, I can't stand it. I hate it. I wish it didn't exist. There's nothing that good. Nobody's ever said I drink a lot and it's done a lot of good for me. Never heard (laughs) that in my life ever. I don't imagine I ever will.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I get really mad because, you know, from the other end of it, I see these women who are struggling in their marriages and, you know, trying to raise children and trying really honest women who are just want a life, you know, a family and, and they just want. And listen, I hear like, I know that they're not these ones, you know, I mean, we all have crap, right? Like I had crap, like I I had so much. <laughs> I still do. And, um, but you know, all I wanted was my husband to be involved. All I wanted was, um, my husband to say, Hey, I'll do the dishes, you know, for you tonight or, um, here, let me put the baby to bed or Hey, you know, whatever. That's all I wanted, but I didn't even know that existed. I didn't even know that was an actual, uh, option. You know, Uh, I just thought that this was just the way it was. And it's just, you know, that's, that was it. But so when these women are talking to me and reaching out and whatever, I just get so sad because i'm like man you know these men like what what is going on like why aren't they stopping you know why aren't they seeing what they have in front of them like with their babies and their wives and you know their jobs and you know everything that's stressful yes i get it but it's also such a gift and um you know god has put that in your just right in your lap and you know these 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 guys are just they, they can't see it right because everything is is jacked right they've got past trauma it's alcohol it's drugs it's whatever it is and then that's when i start getting really mad at alcohol because i'm just god. like alcohol is it's <laughs> gonna sound really like you know whatever but alcohol is from the devil <laughs> right could it
0: be satan
1: <laughs> it's not from god right so it's just like this awful evil thing that deters our you know um state of mind and And our our way of thinking. And I say, it's just this constant cash flow, right, for the devil where he just sits back. I just told Shane this the other day. It's like an insurance policy for, you know, uh, the devil where he just sits back and is like, I don't have to do anything to make this money, Mm -hmm. right? I don't have to do anything to gather these souls. Like, I'm just chilling because they're doing it themselves. Like, he, he made it so that alcohol is now um, an acceptable thing. You have it at everything, weddings, you know, birthdays, uh, you know, barbecues, what at funerals, whatever it is, you have alcohol there, you know, and um, that wasn't by accident. That was something that, you know, that, that, that Satan has done uh so that he could sit back and just collect souls i mean really honestly you guys this yeah. is my thought on this like and it's I, like you know and so he just sits back and and we just do it to ourselves you know and i think that's what shane was saying is that you know it's not the big bag boo- boogeyman we have a choice but man that choice is hard right <laughs> because like Brittany said people are like just one just you come on na 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 well
0: it's such you an know. easy escape
1: it's an easy escape. It's such an easiest escape. Everybody's doing it. The NFL is promoting it, you know, the whatever. It's just like, oh, Every just have a beer. Organization. You we know? talked
0: about that last night with your brother and with Seth about how going to a game, you know, go going to a game used to mean we go to the A's games. A lot of the time we wouldn't even watch the game until the eighth inning because the seventh inning they stopped serving beer and you're standing in line all yeah. the time because you kill you get double fisted and you kill two and then you're right back in line. It
1: makes it okay.
0: And it's totally promoted. It's yeah, everywhere.
1: It makes it okay. but when then And that's why I'm saying that people are blinded. They're blinded and they don't see that, oh, it's actually ruining my family. You know, it's actually yeah. um, killing my marriage. It's actually killing my spirit. It's actually, I have no purpose in my life right now. And I'm just literally waking up, going to work, coming home, having a drink, eating dinner, going to bed, waking up, going to, you know, and there's more to life. I mean, I think Shane can yeah. say as well, like, there is more to life than just doing the 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 things that get you through life and alcohol and all of that. So yeah, I do. I get really, I get PO'd yeah. at alcohol like really bad because it's it's ruining. Yeah,
0: I do too. So somehow that turned into they, um, if we were settled, if we were in, our settled our home. in our home, Jason. So. <laughs> but in any case it needed to be said and there it is. So no, I, I, I love it. Thanks for asking man. And I appreciate you. And yeah, we'll have to do another podcast again here soon. I think we did a panel one. Um, I don't, gosh, it's been a couple of years now. We'll have to do something else or, uh, just a good old podcast. Um, so gosh, we're already at 53 minutes and we still have like a, a ton of questions. So we got to roll through these cause we, we yeah, have a little I dinner date coming up here with some friends. With us. So we yeah, we can, we can talk fast. forever on this stuff. Um, so next one comes from Evan It's iron Evan on IG. Um, appreciate you, man. Uh, and great question. And, uh, thanks for, uh, throwing it out there. Um, Evan said thoughts on people in recovery community that monetize from 12 step, like programs and communities. Should people profit from recovery or stay altruistic? Um, I mean, that's, that's a, a really good question. I think you could, I, I think I have, would have to ask a couple of questions first on that. Like what, you know, in particular, what do you mean? Because are we talking about recovery centers? Are we talking about 12 step? Are we talking about rehabs? Are we talking about, um, you know, what, what are, are we talking about? Sober drinks? I mean, there's all types of things that, people are profiting from or creating businesses out of, um, in addition to all of the free resources, like a 12 step meeting or like, um, a church, a a men's group or a Facebook community. Um, I think, uh, for, for me, I, I don't have a problem with people doing whatever they're going to do as long as their heart is in the right place. Um, I find it terribly, disappointing when we hear stories of people who and let's say sober living homes. That's a big one, but people open sober living homes because in, out in California, it's really easy to do in a lot of cities out here because the resources are so scarce. People open these homes up and they get paid by the county or the state and they get a lot of money and then they're not doing due diligence and people um, taking care of people the right way. They're scamming insurance. I mean, we've seen all, all types of stuff in the recovery kind of community and industry of people who are dishonest and who are just out to make a buck. So if we're talking about that, I can't stand it. I think it's wrong. Um, I think anyone who is doing any type of cheating, scamming, any of that stuff, it's that, no, of course. I mean, that's, it's not right at all. Um, you know, the other side of stuff, if you have an organization, if you have communities, if you have platforms, um, and you, are offering a service. It costs money to operate services sometimes, so I get people have to charge people make make a profit off of uh, off of things to operate their business or their communities or whatever. So I mean I don't I don't have any problem with that personally. I have a course that I sell for ninety nine dollars, um, and it helps dudes stay sober. It's thirty podcasts in thirty days. It took a lot of work to put that together. I host it on a platform that cost me money every month that I pay for to, to put it on there. Um, and it helps a lot of dudes and, mm-hmm. um, it helps support sober guy. And what, what most people don't know is I give a ton of those away for free because I love doing this and I love helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just my kind of personal take on it from a personal perspective and what I do with sober guy. And then I think on the outside, um, another for someone for another one that comes to mind is like Wes from uh, clean, clean cause. It was a sponsor of of uh, sober guy for a long time. He's doing amazing things out in Austin with, with clean cause. And that whole company has just blown up and he donates a lot of the, I think 50% of the profits they make go to back into recovery centers. So, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a, a broad question. Um, I think I know kind of what you're getting at with it and I don't think there's one right answer. Um, you know, something I do know about Evan, just cause him and I have chatted before on Instagram, Evan, bro, you're absolutely shredded. And like physical fitness <laughs> is just like, yeah, like it, he, physical fitness is like a, a gift that Evan has. And so like, for me, like, I don't, I think it's awesome. Like, like maybe, I don't, maybe you're doing this already, bro. Like, um, maybe you have a fitness community that focuses on, um, on recovery, but helps you stay fit and get help dudes get in shape. And there's one-on-one coaching. I mean, and you could offer that for free if you wanted to, you could also offer it, um, to help support your small business or whatever. So, I mean, I just think that there's a lot of different ways that you can go about it and it's just, it's kind of up to, up to the person. And I think, what is your intention? Um, at the end of the day, what is your intention? Is it just mm-hmm. out to make a buck? Mm-hmm. then I'm not really not really down for that. Mm-hmm. Is it really to help people and serve people and um, you know and, and you still have a capitalist mindset? What, what's wrong with that? And I will say this, I didn't have time to bring up this stat, but there is proven stats, proven statistics that when somebody invests in something, even if it's a dollar, um, I can't remember what that one was, kind of a funny one, but when you invest in something, the odds of that person succeeding at what they do are like tenfold because there's actually an investment in there. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your heart, your spirit, when your time, when you're invested into something and you commit to it and you trust the, the results are, are 10 times more successful than, than when you don't. So I don't know if you have a take on that before we move on.
1: I think you just said it perfect, but I will say that, you know, God does bless. And so, and he does use us, you know, to, um, to reach his people. And so, you know, if, if it comes to a point where, you know, God is like, Hey, I'm, Like you're obedient and you're doing what God has called you to do. Then, you know, for example, like Shane was saying, fitness and you're doing that thing. Um, You know, God will use you and then he will bless you accordingly. You know, it's not like, oh, you're you know profiting off these people. Like Shane said, it's your intention. And it's also, you know, is this a call on your life? Like, are you really feeling like, you know, this is something that um, God has called you to. And with that, he will bless you so that you can bless others. Like, it's not like, you know... um, Oh, you're gonna make a a ton of money, and you're hoarding it yourself. No, it's it's, there's, you know, there's, it, it, I don't know, there's blessing involved. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good, good question though, man. Thank you, and uh, hope all is well with you, bro. Keep keep up the great work, and um, appreciate you. Um, All right, next question. Uh, this comes from alcohol free fathers. It's at a F fathers on Instagram. So, uh, you can, you can give, uh, give them a follow. Um, and, uh, he's actually in our locals group as well. So appreciate you being in there. And if you're looking for a men's group on, uh, it's, it's not Facebook, but it's similar the locals platform, but it's private. And so we got a bunch of good dudes in there from all around the country who are sharing, trying to stay sober, trying to hold accountability, um, and, and really just hang out. so if that's something you're interested in, you can check that out. Um, so alcohol free fathers, what advice would you give to fathers looking to manage the stress of parenting without using alcohol? Mm. That's an amazing question yeah. and it's a, it's it's one that I think I think parenting is is a big issue for a lot of dudes who who it does drive them to drink because it's such an easy, way to relax and escape mm-hmm. if you've had a long day with the kids and you're running around all day and you worked all week and then you're you know it's like oh the weekend's here and all of a sudden it's uh, oh oh are you putting me on the clock now okay i'm not i'm not even gonna try to hide this just just put up a <laughs> clock to me she put her phone on and, and set a timer for 60 seconds and put it in my face like i you know i appreciate that <laughs> I appreciate it, but it's probably not going to work.
1: If you but want you. to get to everyone's questions. Well, I know. We're going. I feel I'm like you at least through. have to have a. Okay. Time I appreciate limit. it.
0: Okay. Just keep me honest then. Um, what advice would you give fathers? Look, like you feeling is part of being human, and being a dad is not easy 100%. Mm-hmm. It's not easy at all. But if I had to go back and I thought about where I would be right now. If I was still drinking, if I was still, well, number one, I probably wouldn't be married. We we probably wouldn't be together at this point. I'd probably not be um, half of the father that I am today.
1: Where's your timer? Wow,
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry.
1: I didn't mean for that to happen. All right, yes, you'd be in jail or on the side of the road. That's what you
0: <clears throat> in the gutter. It's usually what I say. This one's hard because I really get it. That's what I want to say, yeah, to be honest. So what, I, I I want to say like, I don't, drink? I don't blame a dude for wanting to come home and be like, damn, that was a long ass week. Like I'm stressed out about X, Y, and Z. I got baseball practice and you know, I got to fix the brakes on the car. I mean, go down the list of things. I got to help my wife with this, this weekend. We got the birthday party on Sunday. Like I get it. And so it's so easy to say, let me have a couple drinks with the, with the guys or just by myself or whatever, and just relax. And when we start to do that as a habit and it becomes a habit, and that's the only way we know how to deal and cope and relax. with life to relax and escape, it becomes, at least in my experience, very unhealthy. And what did I start doing? I started relying on alcohol to deal with all my feelings, whether it was stress, whether it was fun, whether it was sadness. And it came to a point over years where I didn't even know how to feel anymore. So.
1: And so then what did you, you know, so if you were doing that, would you be coaching the baseball team?
0: It, it wouldn't be very good if I was, you cause know? I'd be hungover. I'd be wanting to hurry up and get off of practice. Self. No. So, so let me, so let me just get to the answering the question Then I guess in some solid takeaways, how do you manage the stress? Okay. Number one, connect with God. That's first and foremost for me. I have to be connected spiritually to something higher. And for me, it's Jesus. For, um, for me, it's going to church. It's being around other dudes who know God, who love God, who I can talk to about things, and I can open up to, who support me, they encourage me. I go to breakfast with, um, you know, a, a buddy, a couple buddies, and talk about stuff. That's huge. That's managing stress. The gym. So running, walking. Even if it's not at the gym, if you don't have a gym membership, take a walk every evening or every morning. Walk for a mile. Put a podcast in. Put a meditation app on. I plugged this last time for one of my my best buddies, Buddy C. He's got a great app called Sober Meditations that's getting a ton of momentum, and it's it's been out for a couple of years and it's just catching. It's really good. Sober meditation. Just Google it. It'll come right up. That's another good tool. Um, what else? Make sure your diet's good. For the most part, I'm not the best at that. That's one thing I still struggle with. I go in little pockets where it's really good for a minute and then it falls off. But that's so important. Um, really taking care of
1: yourself, you know, because I know you do that a lot where you're like, dang, you know, um, I don't know if you're around people that have been, I don't know. You do that a lot where sometimes where you recall, like, whoa, I would feel like, you know that, yeah, it's good in the moment, but man, you remember, you you remember,
0: you remember how we talked about that felt with your brother too. Yeah. And, and you know, you can, you can almost forecast, okay, if I was to make this decision, I'm really having an urge right now. I can't stand it. My wife's on my nerves. My kids are driving me crazy. I just need a break. And w- how easy would it be to just smash a couple beers right now or take a couple shots or whatever? Like you start to forecast, okay, well, if I do that, two drinks is going to lead to 10. Then I'm going to be out all night. I'm gonna come home wasted. I'm gonna feel like crap the next day. My wife's gonna be even more mad at me. I'm gonna be a terrible example for my kids. I'm not gonna wanna go to, you can go down the whole list of how it's literally going to ruin you because you've already done it over and over and over and you know. Mm -hmm. So remembering, that's that's another really good tool. Just replaying the
1: whole scenario.
0: Get out in front of it. You know that that's not gonna help. And so since we're talking about being a father, like what kind of father do you wanna be? Mm -hmm. Do you wanna be a good example? You know, I did a podcast years ago. I don't remember what it was called now, but the kind of the basis of it is monkey see, monkey do. Your kids aren't just listening to you. They're watching you. Oh, And so.
1: Mostly watching.
0: Mostly watching. (laughs) A lot of the time, the stuff we say goes in one ear and out the other, but the stuff they see, they remember. And so if they see dad using alcohol as a tool, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah. They're going to do the same thing because that's what they saw. Yeah. My son tells me all the time, I'm never going to drink dad. Yeah. I hope he stays true to that. That's going to be up to him. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing, I'm setting an example and he's watching me and he's never seen me drink alcohol ever. And I'm so happy about that.
1: I just had this quick thought, um, and we can move forward. But I, um, when you said having a couple beers is that that's easy to do, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, how easy would it be is what you said to just mm-hmm. pop like three beers and whatever and down them. Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought about it and I'm like, that is easy, right? You could so easily easy. walk around the corner, drink your beers. And then, you know, or, you know, if you're hiding it or whatever, yeah. or you, you know, it is very easy to drink alcohol. <laughs> you know, like we were saying before, it's, it's accessible. It's, you know, uh, acceptable. It's right there. It's very easy to drink alcohol. And I don't, I'm not speaking out of turn or whatever, but my thought was, man, you know, like people like that's weak. You know, like people who are, who are able to control that urge, which it's not easy and it's very hard. It's very difficult. I understand all of it and it takes work and everything, but that is, um, well, it's, you know, I just, kept, I was thinking like, that's it's weak.
0: You can say it. it's weak. Yeah, it is. But and like it, being and able
1: to control the urge and be sober and it's like, hard. it's hard and, to do and work through it. So that to me, that's sexy. You know, like that's like that. That's hot. Like I'm like, I'm that's sexy? like. Like, whoa, like talk about like self-control and, you know, like yeah. really living for his family and his and his kids and his wife and caring about that so much. Like that's hot, you know, like that's, yeah. I mean, cause reaching for alcohol is so easy.
0: It is. I just, um I just remembered to, and we're going to move on right now, but I want to direct you. If you want to hear more about this, like about being a sober dad, the podcast I was talking about, uh, it's called "Why Your Kids Need a Sober Dad." Um, I re I re put it I, I re put it out. I don't know what the right I re put it out. Is. I re put it out. June seventeenth, twenty twenty two, on Father's Day, I redid it or whatever. So if you want to check that out, I talk more about that. That's where the monkey see monkey do is, and so I think it'd be a great podcast for you. Um, if you want to hear more about sober parenting and being a sober dad, it's a great one. had a lot of good feedback on it. So, um, alcohol free fathers at a F fathers, give them a follow. Thanks so much for the question, man. And for supporting locals and all of it, man, I appreciate you. you. All right. Um, Jess, this was your question from Ram Family 100. How do you stay sober in a world filled with temptation, alcohol, and sadness? Good Lord. Like, yeah. <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> it's so depressing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard. You know, and I'll tell you how. Jesus, like straight up. hundred mm-hmm. percent because I, I know, and we're going to go quick through this one, but I have searched, like I said earlier, for 20 years for the truth. I want the truth. I went through. Like I said, politics and diving into analyzing. All ty- analyzing every single thing. The only thing, the only thing that's given me any freedom is Jesus, like 100%. And I finally stopped kind of trying to figure it out and just stepped into it. And that's it. Um, there's there's more to this world, I think, than, um, than we realize, than we know, than we understand. And uh, like I, I've said it a bunch of times lately, I'm either absolutely insane or I'm hundred percent right. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just doing what, what I know works. I know, you know it what's works funny for me.
1: Is when you said I've been searching for the truth and I found it through Jesus. Well, what's funny is that the truth, right? You found through Jesus. Well, get, surrendering to Jesus takes faith, right? Mm-hmm. And faith is without seeing or knowing. And so it's like, I found the truth without seeing or knowing, you know, <laughs> Yeah. and, and, you know, through all your analytic analyzing and all of your research and everything that you've been looking for and come to find out that the actual truth is without even knowing or seeing it, you know, I know right? Yeah.
0: That's, that's, yeah, that's very kind of crazy when you think about it. Well, and trusting, the, I guess that's faith. Yeah. Too.
1: You're just giving it up. You're just like, I don't know. And I, I, I never will. Until I'm not on this earth anymore, I will not know what. That's is the happening. surrender <laughs> and the
0: submission. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like Wordsmith, and I don't know if you remember Wordsmith from um, a local dude, been on the show back in the day, but in one of his songs, he said, man, when you surrender to God, you get to go to heaven, from earth to heaven. But when you submit to God, you bring heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought about that, like, wow. So I can still live on this earth in this crazy jacked up broken ass world that makes no sense that makes me so angry some days Mm -hmm. which i've had and i'm i've gotten a lot better at that but it used to like really piss me off like what is that it's like dude i don't know i don't have all the answers i'm not going to solve the world's problems it's a broken world and jesus said i'm the way the truth the life there it is Mm -hmm. that's it
1: Mm -hmm. like and and i believe that yeah and they all it also says that you're gonna you are going to have trials on this earth like it's gonna be hard you know but the only freedom and escape from that is jesus it's not alcohol it's not drugs it's not exactly you know porn or um uh, netflix or food. you know whatever food like it's that's not any one. of that it's it's only jesus the, and that way is by not knowing <laughs> I know. it doesn't <laughs> make any sense actually yeah. what you th- that's why yeah. i
0: said i'm either completely nuts or yeah Okay. Let's, let's move on. Good stuff. We still got a few more to get to. I know that people have been really waiting for this one as it's in like the main title of today's podcast, but, uh, this comes from MCKO. So, um, man, appreciate you, man. I know you've been following not sober guy for a long time too. So great to connect. And thank you so much for the question. And it's such a good one. Um, we see it all on Instagram. We know even the alcohol industries, the big label companies are starting to come through with non-alcoholic drinks. Everyone's catering to this new movement that's just like caught fire in the last couple of years of mocktails and it's this whole new industry. And, um, and MCK always said, I'm trying to get back to dating uh, with non-drinkers, but some have mentioned non-alcoholic spirits. I think it's uncomfortable and useless um, and and kind of dangerous for me too. Um, to go for drinks, two years sober. Uh, for me, I don't think I drank really cause I like the taste. Um, you know, I, and I, I feel the same way. I never drank because I really loved the the taste of Mickey's forties. Like I, it just did the job <laughs> for me. tastes like skunk piss. Really? <laughs> I, I did like the, the cap, the puzzles on the cap. That was always fun, but like, it wasn't like, Oh, this tastes so good. Hmm. So I, I get it. Um, so thoughts on NA drinks on mocktails, I'm going to, I want to kick it to you first and just hear your thoughts on this real quick. And then I'll give my little take on it. Me? You. Yeah.
1: Or the other just person from, on the podcast. Yeah.
0: And there's only two of us here. Is there a ghost here? Somebody I don't know about. There is another mic. You never know.
1: Um, Jesus. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I guess I would agree that I don't really understand. I also never drink for the taste of it. You know, i drink to get drunk and, um, yeah, I don't really. I know you like to drink, you know, have a like if we're somewhere that there's drinking, you like to have your special soda with or soda water and your yeah. cranberry, you know, I guess maybe just to have it or something, you know, have something in your a hand to drink. Thing. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, yeah, I don't really understand it either. Uh, one thing I will say is that uh, that would be really hard to be in the dating world and not drink. But yeah. what's really cool about that is you're going to find a really cool person because you are your true self if you're doing the work and recovery and all of that too, as you're sober. And so when you find someone, you know, and, and, um, you're going it, to, it's just nice because you're not going to go, you're not going to be dating someone just because like, Oh, they're fun to drink with. You know, yeah. you're like, I really actually like you that find person. the true. So that's kind of cool.
0: Just like you said too, it's sexy, right? So right. if you're trying to, if, a, if you're on a date and like this person is like, Oh, you don't drink. Well then, you know, automatically psh, later, because that's not even like yeah. you're you're probably shallow and and like well I shouldn't say that you're probably shallow you're probably a shallow you're a
1: person <laughs> you're a real loser but they just don't have you know they don't that's they're probably not they're yeah. not the one right yeah. and um to there's been so many times where you know we've been out and about or we've been out wherever we are and you know here I am with my husband and he's sober and we're laughing about the you know the people dancing on the floor you know whatever it is we're we're engaging and then I look over and then there's you know so-and-so and and her husband is a total complete mess and I'm like ha I am so grateful that that is not my husband you know (laughs) so um I don't know where that, where, where, how that tied in, but I'm just saying, stay <laughs> Look sober. Look way worse than
0: my <laughs> husband. Stay
1: sober <laughs> in the dating community because you will really find what you're looking for, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: I'm sure there's lots of uh, different sober dating. Like I know Sober Grid has, we've had them on the podcast years ago, and I know they have a community of of folks who are sober. And I think there was like a dating scene in that. Um, And I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones as well too, but you might want to check some of those out. Um, My take on it, man, is so here, so here's the thing, like transparency. I have drinking NA drinks before. There's a couple of beers that I've tried, like Heineken has a a non-alcoholic beer that I've tried. Um, There's another one called, what is it called? I forgot the name of it it's at the nugget here in vacaville and it's it doesn't even this one that didn't really even taste like beer it's like a lemon like a lemony summer one non-alcoholic of course i don't do those all the time it's like people will have like maybe at a, an event or something um every once in a while because i feel you it's the same thing like i i don't drink because i like the taste of it it was more just of like a social thing for me but my go-to is um Soda water, cranberry, some lemon or some lime. I do like to have something. Um, here's the thing: I think it all depends on where the person is at in their ability. Like, where are you at in your recovery? Where are you at in your spiritual walk? How are you feeling that day in particular? Um, it, so it it's going to be different for everybody. I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, I do like the idea of there being sober environments where people can go have mocktails and socialize and like have a good time and not have to worry about alcohol being there. And if they're quote unquote mocktails and it's kind of similar, like I just think it's up to the person to make that decision if they feel comfortable and strong enough to be in that type of environment. Um, For me personally, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. If I did, if I was not feeling well one day, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to something like that if I had a bad day or just felt mm-hmm. upset. So I think it's about having a good gauge of your own walk, your own support. Um, who are you hanging around? What are you doing? What's your lifestyle like? Um, there's a lot of different components to it. I, do, I don't I do really care for the big companies that are trying to really capitalize on NA drinks now, just as like a corp, from a corporate standpoint. Although from the social standpoint, I I don't think it's a bad idea. I actually kinda like it to be honest. I like will say that I things.
1: wish that um that more restaurants had the option of like an NA beer or something, you know, because I know there have been plenty of places that we've gone where you're like, um, you know, can I get an NA beer? Do you have an NA beer? And they're like, um, no, I don't think so. And then I look over at the bar and they're just like A crap ton of alcohol, you know? And it's just like, you can't just order up like one, you know, whatever case of, it's just, that's just. Well, I think that's
0: changing though. And I think that'll continue to change as, can you tell our son to stop yelling? Uh, What is he doing up there? Fortnite. Oh my goodness. That boy. (laughs) That's
1: a whole nother podcast.
0: (laughs) Technology and video games. Yeah. I need to have Cam Adair back on the show. Yeah. Talk about video game stuff with kids. Um, but yeah, NA drinks, dude, great question. I'll just wrap it up with this. I think it's, I think it's, you have to be self-aware and you got to know where I think it's cool that at.
1: it's even part of the conversation these days. Tw- uh, 10 years ago, that wasn't even like a thing, you know, yeah. NA beer and, and or it, NA drinks. Like, I, I feel like sobriety and all of that is really, you know, obviously coming to a point where people are understanding and realizing. And, and
0: everybody's going to have a different opinion on it too. You could ask somebody who's maybe real hardcore in the program and they're going to say, no, like no way you, you should never do that. That I and don't understand. I, and, you know I don't know I mean that's someone's opinion and then you're going to have someone else on the complete other side of the spectrum it's like dude that's totally cool like that's fine like uh, do however you feel you know so it's really just up to anyone and the debate is never ending it's the Hegelian dialectic it'll go around and around and around and around and there'll never be a right answer that's why we have to use our best judgment on it and you know make make your own decisions the dating the dating thing though man stay true bro like don't 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 budge on that at all have fun eventually you will find somebody who thinks it's awesome that you don't drink and actually gets it. And then it's going to be, it's going to be great.
1: Yeah. Shane and I have been married however long and <laughs> long time. <laughs> the, the first half of our marriage was spent, you know, wasted. And then the, the second half is not, and uh, yeah. I much prefer the second. So hopefully you can find someone who, you know, you can just start off with, yeah. you know, being your true self.
0: All right. I hate to rush on these last questions, but it's my own fault because I took too much time time because we got to go in like five minutes. So let's work through these real quick here. Five, four, three, two, one, go Chad from locals. What's up, buddy? (laughs) I missed you. I'm glad you're back in locals too, by the way. I love this question. I don't have any issue stopping. I have an issue staying stopped. Mm. Great question. What are some internal keys to bridging that gap? Man, dude, I'll just say one thing. It's, it's not for for me it's not a matter of just like I'm not going to drink today it's a straight lifestyle it's a full commitment it's a full like all in i pushed all my chips in 9 years ago and was like i'm 100% done i love me without alcohol i love the real me that i've gotten to know my family loves the real me without alcohol. It doesn't mean I don't have a bad day. I had, a, I was kind of having a bad day before I recorded this podcast today. I was being a little, little cry baby a little bit and just in a weird mood, you know? And, but the good news is, is I didn't have to go drink about it. I just, I had some encouragement from the Jess here and here we are. Yeah. So like, it's not going to be perfect, but it's a lifestyle and it has to be full commitment. There's no option. I do not drink period. That's it. Now, I know that might sound easier said than done. we have those urges, but that's where we go through all the things like being in the locals group or having another group that you're a part of, being a part of a men's group, being a part of your church, being a part of 12 step, like support, having somebody you can call all those things that come into play, like back to that toolbox of tools to help us get through those urges, um, and help us get through those times. But it has to be full commitment. It has to be a lifestyle and there's no there's no going back period. You're all in. So that's, that would be my, my take on that. Um, and I'm sorry, man, we got to rush through these last few ones, but, um, I hope that answers your question and you know, you know where I'm at, you can reach out on locals or whatever, anytime, bro. Um, all right, this next one comes from Luke. Um, how do you effectively manage to balance time with kids, their school, their work, their sports, your wife work while also going to meetings, step work, being of service? Having experienced relapses in the past, I've come to realize that I must keep God in my sobriety first or jeopardize losing everyone and everything else behind it. However, at times I find it challenging to keep my sobriety top priority. Yeah, dude, that's um, a great question. We're always in a fast-paced life with everything you said, work, sports, marriage, trying to be a good dude, trying to be of service, trying to go to meetings, trying to stay plugged in. You know, one thing that really helped me in this last year is I established, like I always kind of knew, but it was scattered like my core tenets. So it's faith, family, fitness, vocation. And what was the last one? (laughs) It's so good. I forgot it. Uh, Faith, family, fitness, vocation and finance. Thank you. Uh, so those five things are like the five most important things, and they're in that order. And faith, like I, that, falls into my sobriety because I, I feel like that all goes that goes together. So, like when I go down my list, if I start questioning something that I don't have time for or I feel like I don't need to do, does it is it in one of those buckets? That's where I start, and then it's about kind of prioritizing that stuff and not overcommitting myself. It's so easy to get overcommitted. I almost feel a little overcommitted right now, to be honest. We just started a young adults group on Monday nights. Yeah. So we're, we, we opened our home up feeling. and we're really excited about it. It's awesome. But we have <laughs> that's people. Not it, though. From, that's not the only no, thing. I'm, I'm just saying that yeah. that was one new thing. Um, we're stoked about it. It's 18 to 32 year olds and we open our home up and we have a little it's Bible study and hang out. As Did you change it? 28 year olds. It? Did you change no, it? That's what it is. Oh, I thought it was 32 no. or 30. I don't no. know. We, who, we nobody have
1: baseball, cares. group, church, yeah. uh, soccer, work. Homeschool. Uh, Homeschool. Podcasting.
0: You're going to go back to, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. dude. Like there's a lot. And so, yeah, trying to keep that all in line is really hard at times. And that's where.
1: We don't have the answer.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, giving it up really too, surrendering it and going, God, like, I know you're going to help me get through this yeah. today and I can't wear everything and and here's another good tip dude sometimes you just got to say no
1: yeah. like and I'm not
0: saying say no like I can't go to group or a meeting if you need to do that That's, I'm just that saying be first it should be at the top priority and if you're feeling like oh, man I really don't want to go to this meeting that, that might be a good but time to but if there's stuff you that
1: you're end that is entering your life that is pre- that is preventing you from saying from going to the things that should be first you need to prioritize your life and then if things start floating in that are stopping you from doing those number one priorities well then that's well those are the things that you should say no to yeah you know that's what shane and i were like okay things are starting to pick up you know as soon as church starts like taking the back you know wheel or whatever <laughs> um is when we need to reassess right so yep. it's like yeah we want lou to you know do um uh travel soccer and all this stuff but it's like that doesn't sound you know like something that would benefit all of our family right now so can
0: only do so much
1: yeah it's just it's crazy faith
0: and being sober like though for me like i said those two go hand in hand those are like number one top of the list on good
1: mornings i can wake up and i can be like i'm laying in bed and i'm like if i remember i ask god (laughs) i'm like okay lord be with me today show me the way um and just make it easy for me. Just show me what you want me to focus on today, like what is important to you. How do you want me to to walk through my day, like <clears throat> literally? And when I do, because I don't say I don't say that every morning, you know. It's it's mornings that I remember that I do that, and you know, because most of the mornings I hit the ground running, you know, and I'm just like get, get everybody everywhere. And um, but on days when I say that it is really amazing how god really does show up because i everything seems a little bit smoother and i stress a little bit less and i'm like okay this is just what this is what we're doing you know this is what god wants today and
0: make a schedule take notes make a schedule like map it out that's helped yeah. me big time i never used to do that i'm still Calendar not great at it phone. but i'm much better at it so mm-hmm. i can check what i have that day And jess is really good about it so she'll add stuff you know, for me, I'm like, oh, okay, I have this today, because um, I
1: rule your life. You do,
0: you do. And That's fine. I like it like that. <laughs> rule me. All right, next question, Luke. Thank you, man. Um, from, from Kelly, this comes <laughs> from Kelly. Kelly, uh, appreciate appreciate you, Kelly. Kelly said, "Who's the best coworker you ever had?" Of course, it's you, Kelly Roberts. Like, come on.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're awesome. Yeah, appreciate That's it. Pretty yeah, funny. I was cracking up. Uh, but good stuff. Hope you're it's doing well. It's this
1: girl, Kelly. Robert. Yeah.
0: Um, silly goose outdoors. Have you struggled trying to sponsor others in sobriety? Um, man, it's a really good question. And I don't, I don't sponsor, I don't have sponsees. And that's something that was, I used to a couple years back, I kind of beat myself up over that. Like, man, I, I, I really need, like, am I supposed to have sponsees? Like, and I talked to Buddy a little bit about it at the time. And he's like, look, man, like some people, it's, it's kind of like the toolbox. Like you have different tools for different jobs and sometimes there's different people who have different things and different, um, gifts and things that they do to serve. And like some dudes sponsor 10 different guys Mm. or or some ladies sponsor 10 different women. And that's what they do. I don't do that. I work with, I mean, I'm, I'm always open to answer questions and I'm open to helping people and being there for people with the podcast and in groups and all that. But I don't in particularly, um, Sponsor anybody in particular, like you know,
1: how many people do you calling? have that listen to the podcast?
0: Oh, gosh, I don't know. What do you mean on any given month or what? Yeah, 30, I mean, like, 40,000 maybe. Okay, I so, mean, that's
1: in a way you have 30 or 40,000 I mean, sponsees. <laughs> not really. That's I kind know, of different, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, I feel like this I try to be kind of service. Of, it's yes, like, this is your service to yeah. the sober community.
0: And I don't have like, and for me, it's not like a specific, like I'm your sponsor type of thing. I don't know why that's always been kind of sh- like just different for You've me, always had a weird thing with but like, the like there's, there's, um, you know, uh, like I have a couple of people in mind. I'm not even going to say their names right now, but like that I work with and talk to and we keep in touch. And so, yeah, I guess you could say that, and we help each other. Like, it's not just me and helping them and it's vice versa. Um, uh, but yeah, so I don't.
1: I yeah. think that if it goes back to, if it's a heart work, you know, like if you're able to sponsor someone and you enjoy doing it, like you said, like totally. maybe that is a sponsory. I don't know. But like, you know, you're just like, I enjoy calling. Hey, how's it going Da-da-da, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's what it should be. It doesn't have to be this thing where you're like, Ugh, oh, they're calling me or, oh, it should oh, never be I like have that. to, you know, help yeah. this person through this thing. Like whatever. It's something that like when it, when you're called on that, you're like, Hey, you know, like yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm here I I'm you should ready to do it yeah right
0: absolutely open to it ready to do it but great great question man and if you Um,
1: don't feel that way then maybe it's time to just take a slight break yeah. yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with that
0: all right next one from Theron Theron's also part of our locals group what's up buddy appreciate you I've been sober for some time now over eight years and still feel burnt out and drained from time to time you ever get this way and what do you do to get yourself back on track
1: <laughs> okay. i'm only laughing
0: because yeah yes you can't answer that no, please I'm do kidding. no, you no go. go ahead no no because jess is the one who has to get the brunt end of it a lot <laughs> yes i get drained i get burnout i get a bad attitude sometimes why am i even working and doing this and that it
1: all sucks it all sucks <laughs> i hate i'd said
0: that recently i hate everything i just i don't know dude i mean it's a it's a it's a battle some days yes you're definitely not alone in that I know, too, just from, you know, being in in group and stuff that a lot of us work a lot. You know, I know you have a a busy schedule and shit, long shifts and stuff, too, and that could be a part of it, too. So just I think we got to try to take breaks sometimes and alleviate ourselves of some of the stress and just relax and just say, I don't have to do everything, have all the answers. Um,
1: Yeah, you're not weak if you're like, you know, I need a break from work. Yeah. Even, you know, like I'm gonna take a few days off of work or you know i don't know some some um workplaces have um uh <laughs> What am I thinking? What, EAPs? Yeah, EAPs yeah, and that assistants. kind of thing. Something where you can go in and say, hey, I'm burnt out. You know, like I need a break yeah. or whatever. Um, if that's your place, take advantage of that. I know a lot of men, though, won't do that, you know, because yeah. they're like, I'm a man, I can get through it and I'm just going to hurt her. And that's not the case. I don't really know when or how that ever happened where it's like that men don't have mental struggles and things that they need breaks um, because that's not true. And uh, you do, and especially because of the weight that men carry too, with you know family, job, work, you know provider, that kind of thing. Like you absolutely should be taking a break. And even Shane and I find too that we need to up our vacation level a little bit. You know, like looking forward to a vacation, going on a vacation. Like I think that's really important too.
0: Even just a walk, even just <laughs> or taking a walk. Some, I mean, I'm trying to keep it simple too. Like, yeah. but I get. I mean, you're right, but. Like, what do you do to get yourself back on track? Like for me, a walk, like let go a little bit. Don't try to do it all. If you, if you're feeling overwhelmed, cancel something that's on it. Hey, I'll, I need to reschedule this because I'm not feeling great right now. You know, just being mindful of that is huge.
1: There's such thing as a healthy no. Yeah.
0: All right. Two more, two more and we'll wrap up. Thanks so much everybody for the questions. Bocephus 88 in recovery or I'm recovered. <laughs> Usually starts a great shit storm. <laughs>
1: Oh wow, that's funny. <laughs> and
0: it is, and yeah, that's, man. Um, oh. I you know I don't even I don't I don't know. Um, I'm. Here's here's what I'll say for me on this, and I because I'm not going to speak for everybody. I don't know. Everyone's different. Um, I know that I struggle with addiction, and I struggle with, um, with uh, just the whole. I struggle with alcohol, period, and that led to other things. And, um, I don't ever want to go back to that. And, uh, I'm continuing to move forward and learn how to deal with life on life's terms and feel in not on my own terms, period. So, um, am I recovered? You know, here's how I answer that. I'm recovered through Jesus Christ, like period, like he redeemed me. He set me free. Um, he continues to do work in my heart and it's not of this world. So I don't really compare it to this worldly stuff. That's like, I'm recovered. I'm not recovered. I'm in recovery. I'm not recovery. And I'm not disrespecting anybody or anything by saying that, like I have the utmost respect for whoever and however you want to approach your recovery and your walk with God and your 12 step or non 12 step or church or whatever it is. I, all I care about is that people are set free. That's it and that you're free from alcohol, you're free from self, you're free from the worldly stuff that can hold us down and and make us literally insane some days. Like, I don't care about any of it except that you find freedom in that. And I'm here to help and share however I, I can do that in my own experience. But for me, like God set me free um, and it's not like, oh, he set me free and I'm all perfect and great now and I'm going to move forward. No, it's like literally a daily, a daily thing. And I remind myself of that daily every day i wake up in prayer in you know just my day-to-day actions and sometimes they're not always great you know some days are better than others Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's a great question and it's another one of those i I find it similar to the na mocktails type of thing that like it's one of those debates that will just go around in a circle forever and that's fine but you know for me you know I, i i'm on my own walk and um I'm just trying to trying to stay spiritually connected, and that's the best path for me. So, anything you want to add before we go to the last question? No, I think it's perfect. Okay, last question, and this is a real deep one, and I don't know that I have the answer to this one, but it's a great question. What is Paul? the meaning of life? <laughs> Paul from Locals, appreciate the <laughs> question, man. What is the difference between self will and true self, and how do you know you're living in true self? I know it's a really good question, and I it, so self will.
1: What is self true self?
0: So self will to me is like willpower. Like what's my self self will? Maybe I should look that up even. I don't I don't know. Is that am I am What is I the off difference between
1: self will and
0: true self? True self. Let's look up self will real quick just so I can make sure. Okay, what? so self will, here's the definition for it. Willfulness especially in satisfying one's own desires or adhering oh. to one's own opinions. Okay. Oh. Okay. And then true self. Um, I don't know. We might have to take a rain check on that one because that's...
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Paul, that's I, I a really good question. I understand the self-will. I guess like I'm doing this myself. This is how yeah. I see it, actually. I'm doing this myself. I am, um, I am... Me, me, me.
0: That's how I see it. Yeah.
1: Like I don't need help. I am yeah. uh, able to make this happen. I can do it all myself. I am the one. I will do it. And um, whatever it takes which sounds really exhausting to me and then true self is look up the definition for true self because my definition of true self would be um like living in christ right so it's like my true self is that oh gosh i don't know because true self could also be like you know flesh right where you're like my true self is um Gosh, yeah, this is
0: this is tough. this is quite deeper because i remember this true self versus um real self or true self also known as real self authentic self i mean this is like some authentic psychological self.
1: or it could be spiritual and spiritually you know, too it could it your is true self. when i think of my true self i think of my holy spirit and i think of like as my true self <clears throat> that's who god created me to be you know um perfectly and wonderfully made with a sound body and mind right that's my true self but when my flesh gets involved and my will gets involved then that's where it gets crazy right that's where i'm like i can do this on my own i got this i got this i got this and then it's like my true self is like oh but you can't because you're now relying on yourself right um where my true self is like can you please just tap back into the holy spirit and just remember that you know this is how god created you Um, You are imperfect. You're not going to make all the things happen. You do need Christ-centered life um, to, you know, to make it work. So I guess, I mean, that's my best.
0: (laughs) No, I think, I I mean, it's it's good. I I think that for me, it's, I think for me, it's like what I prayed for for so long was like, God, show me, show me my true self, like through your lens. Who, Who am I? How do you see me? How do you? Like, show me how I should see the world. How should I see my wife? How should I see my kids? Like, that's the true self in how God sees me to me. Now, the fleshy self-will self is what forced me to drink and to be in a world of, I got this figured out. Me, 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 selfishness, all of that stuff. Um, And that didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. It didn't work for me at all. That's why I ended up in rehab and trying to figure my life out at 32. Yeah. You know? And so the true self for me is how God sees me. Mm -hmm. Am I learning about that every day? Absolutely. Do I have it all figured out? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But I'm growing in that each day. And that's how I would like to continue to see myself, to see my kids, to see my wife, to see the world. Mm -hmm. How do I see the world through a lens? How God sees it and not just me.
1: Yeah. It's like your will. And then there's God's will you know mm-hmm. and they're two and completely different things um, when you start you know a journey with God it's like and he, and you realize like whoa like these are these are two totally different things
0: <laughs> and that's why i love the simplicity of the 11th step where it says and keeps it very simple like if you're sitting here and you're listening to this and you're like i don't even know how to pray i don't even know like where do i even start with that i don't even know if god's real you can start with the 11th step and just say God show me my will and grant me the power to carry it out amen Mm. that's it because what is that
1: show me your will God show me your will
0: show me my will I thought it was show me your will is it show me your will show me your
1: will yeah his will on your life
0: and grant me the power to carry it out sorry and we keep it simple like that and all that is asking for is it's complete surrender it's complete faith Mm -hmm. it's it's complete trust Mm -hmm. it's everything encompassed in the simplicity of prayer and surrendering right there it doesn't have to be complicated like people like and i don't mean this like the wrong way but like some people think that the longer they pray and the more they pray and the harder they pray the more stuff's gonna happen like personally I'm, i'm almost positive and i should probably double check this in the bible it says that that's not the case there is somewhere where it talks about that like keep your prayers short keep them to the point like it, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that either. I'm not trying to say it. don't pray long. To each his own. Do whatever you're gonna do. Like if you, there's prayer warrior for, warriors that people are just super powerful in that, I appreciate that. But like it doesn't have to be like that for somebody especially you're just starting out or trying to figure out like what is this whole god thing about
1: yeah like god Keep already knows what's on your heart he already knows you you could sit in a dark room you could sit in a in a well-lit room <laughs> and you could <laughs> you know um just say nothing and just you know um just sit there and god yeah. will know exactly what you're wanting and doing and He knows what's on your heart already so that yes absolutely and i think like for people with the long prayers and all that like i get that i hear you but i also think that that is a sense of like manifestation as well like i think that that's speaking something over someone's life and just kind of like manifesting that that thing you know that obviously we can't do in our own self but we do have the power through the holy spirit you know to to bring that to life and to you know really touch someone's um heart you know i know that's what happened to me and
0: yeah you're a real miracle (laughs) Jess had no god background like you want to talk about Uh, how 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 do you know god's real well you should see what he did to my wife because (laughs) that's how
1: it's and
0: my and my own experience like people ask that well how do you know god's real well I have faith, I trust, and like, have you have you seen you what he did in our life? Like, changed it's insane. Life. Like, I don't even understand it, so. Yeah,
1: and the first time I was prayed over, uh, first time ever that anyone had ever prayed over me, which means praise for me, to me, as I'm hearing it, it was the most amazing prayer, and I just couldn't even believe that. I'm like, how does this person know that this is exactly what I yeah. needed, you know? And it wasn't even the person, obviously, right? It's the Holy Spirit who speaks through that person. So mm. it's pretty amazing. Jesus is good. God do is Do you faithful. know what we need
0: to do? We need to go because we literally have 12 minutes before we have to be at dinner with friends and we still have to get dressed and drop the kids off. So let's do it all right <laughs> hey we appreciate you guys thank you so much for the questions and man I just uh, I, I really love doing this and I thank you for the opportunity to uh, hang thanks Jess thanks yeah, for coming thank on for today
1: letting, letting yeah. thank you for letting me do it with man, you
0: always do we'll do it. it again soon people love hearing from you appreciate you share the podcast with a friend I hope someone spoke to you today connect with us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast all the resources contact us at that peace love and respect to keep your blood clean